Hello, everybody. This is Steve-O. And I'm Brian. And I'm Andrew. Welcome to the Self-Medic Podcast. Where we bring you life stories of everyday people that found a way to pursue their passions and bring a sense of purpose to their life. These life stories are unique in their own ways, and we hope they can inspire you to find your passions and live out your dreams. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 21 of the Selfmatic Podcast. Our guest this week is Dr. Adriana Gonzalez. She's a licensed and certified aesthetic physician specializing in injectable anti-aging solutions. She was raised, trained, and now practicing right here in the IE. She's the owner of Skin Aesthetica, a medispa here in Redlands. She is passionate about her community and building her business. It was a pleasure to have her as a guest on our show. She has a great story of how she put herself in the position to have her own business doing something she's truly passionate about. So even if you aren't interested in the health and beauty department, give this episode a listen. I promise you won't be disappointed. Yeah, it was really cool, uh, you know, myself not being super educated in, you know, how medicine intertwines with beauty. It was really cool to hear, you know, how positive people are doing positive things that they're passionate about. And, and this is definitely one of those stories. Yeah, most definitely. So you can go ahead and check her out on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, her Instagram is? At uh, Skin and also at SkinAestheticaMedical.com. Go check her out and take a listen to the episode. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. This is episode 21 of the Selfmatic Podcast, and on the show today is our guest, Dr. Adriana Gonzalez. Hello. And uh, you just recently started your your business, right? Yes. Yeah, we're going on month four now. It's going really well. It's starting to pick up a lot. So four months. Yeah, man. Okay, I'm gonna end this real quick. Yeah. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, so month four, you started in December, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a, because you're a, you're a full-time doctor. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't know that at yeah. first when we first started talking, which to me, I was like, holy crap, like, she's a full-time doctor, and she's doing this yeah. on the side. I, I, I thought alone being a doctor was a full-time job, like, above <laughs> and beyond a full-time yeah, job. no kidding, yeah. It totally can be. I think it's all what you make of it. I think like when you first get into medicine, you kind of have to decide what you think you're going to be interested in. And then over time, those interests evolve. So I practice like very generally. We do everything. So delivering babies, taking care of people in the hospital, seeing patients in clinic all day. That's kind of like the day-to-day routine. But outside of that, I've gotten a lot of extra training and certifications and licensing in the aesthetic component of medicine. So that kind of ends up being more like on your own time and by interest. And so even though I do like a full-time job, this is also its own full-time thing. It's just very different. And I like that. It's good balance. But I mean, it's, it started in December, but it was a lot of planning and preparation and 
years of getting to that to that point and feeling comfortable to kind of step out and do it more like on my own which is what this is now right right yeah Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit um so how how long ago um was it that you got your doctor i don't know how this i don't know the terminology i'm really no that's okay i don't really know myself either (laughs) when you start let's just say you finished school you started being you started as a doctor it's like a total of like 12 years the whole process and then while you're going through like medical school and residency there's times when you're rotating with a bunch of different physicians you kind of see almost every specialty depending on what point you're in in your training so uh during medical school you get exposure to a bunch of different specialties i mean you spend time in everything general surgery I mean, you can see everything, OB-GYN, general medicine, internal medicine, pediatrics, I mean, whatever, but anything you can think of, you get a little bit of exposure. And then at that point, you kind of make a decision about what you want to do, what your focus is going to be. And then at that same time, you kind of discover what you're really specifically interested in. And that's where the aesthetic part came into play. So it's been like three and a half years of working with other physicians and like practicing and training and getting all of that experience then to get to this point of kind of stepping out on my own right so it's kind of was overlap in terms of the training but you kind of almost have to like define your own interests to get that training and find those mentors and get good at this part of it because it's not something that you would be directly hands-on exposed to during like medical school or even training yeah 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 it's kind of its own uh, aesthetic skin aesthetic, <clears throat> skin aesthetic? aesthetic yeah aesthetic? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the doctor like i i go maybe once a year yeah if um, that yeah, <laughs> if like that. you don't even know who your doctor like, is unless my bones hanging out of my skin I, uh, <laughs> yeah nah, I, stay away. I just use duct tape and super glue, super glue. <laughs> absolutely yeah you're the guys that like we'd love to see because you're so healthy but then you never come in so yeah. we end up seeing like the people with at least 10 health problems or yeah you know chronic illnesses and those are the ones that are frequent flyers but yeah yeah it's not surprising most young people are like just chilling at home or you know taking care of their own stuff yeah i'm yeah. thankful for my good health yeah. <laughs> absolutely i'm not taking it for granted yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. physically and mentally <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, that's debatable. I know. I didn't want to say anything, but I feel like right. awkward for a second. All right, no, I got kidding. shot down. Just all right, kidding. All right, all right, all right, all right. Generally speaking. Right. <laughs> um, so what what was it about the the skin aesthetic part of it yeah. that draw drew you into it? You, you know, you were doing the general thing for mm-hmm, a while, and mm-hmm. then I assume you got a little bit of exposure to that. Yeah. That kind of started in medical school. So you rotate with, um, like I was saying, like a bunch of different people. And one of those uh, was a dermatologist. And she kind of was part of towards the ending of my training in medical school. And I thought I just fell in love with the aesthetic component, the cosmetic component of it. And she really became a mentor for me. And that's when I kind of realized the value of having mentors, people that you can kind of draw from and really talk to about what am I getting myself into and also just learning from like those are the relationships that make a difference so you um, express that interest and then once they at least in my case she kind of saw that interest in me was you know happy to train me and keep me there to just kind of absorb everything I could from that experience and so from that it became more of like a hands-on type of a thing 
and then just getting more and more comfortable and getting different private training and and building on it from there but it's always kind of like a work in progress you never want to just feel like oh i got this now you know there's always things changing there's new products being introduced and it's about incorporating those and getting comfortable with them and making sure that you're offering your patient you know what they've heard about like the latest thing because they'll come in like i just saw this on instagram do you have this or i just saw this on youtube do you do that and so you want to be able to like keep you know, current and know your craft and never be complacent or never feel like too comfortable doing it. You know, you want to challenge yourself, but safe, safely and and appropriately, you want to kind of grow with your, with your craft and your field. And so that's kind of where I'm always kind of finding myself is just making sure that I'm doing things safely and appropriately, but also working on my own skill and my craft and making sure I'm offering the best quality service because it's really it's the products but it's also like who's who's applying them who's injecting them what's their skill what's their experience do they have a good eye for it because you know it's not like um something you can watch and just do you kind of have to get a feel for how these things how these things feel when you're injecting them and what will look good on in somebody's uh symmetry and their natural bone structure what you can do and what are the limits of your actual what you're offering you have to know what your limits are you know because you want like the patient comes in wanting a specific look and it's like you know you can't accomplish that and you want to make sure that you're honest and transparent and they feel like they're not just buying the botox they're not just buying the filler they're buying your experience and they're buying your expertise so it's really more of a service than it is a product but yeah yeah. makes perfect sense yeah yeah i wanted to to kind of get into that that last part that you just mentioned was like Botox and, and fillers. They kind of got, at least from the jump when they first kind of yeah. came out into the field, a super negative connotation towards yeah. them. You know, you see like all the botched surgeries and all those. You, you yeah. see those things more than you see the the ones that went well or, uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. And so I was kind of curious, like, I, I assume you have patients that come in that are nervous or like don't have all the information and so you you definitely have to like how do you go about consoling them and making them feel comfortable in with what you're doing because you like you said you're they're buying the experience of that person absolutely yeah I always make it a point to think about like if this was my family member or if this was like me sitting in a chair for the first time what would I want somebody to be like with me what would experience what i want and so i always start off by saying you know this is who i am this is my experience and this i'm really really um consistent about delivering patient education and information so we always start whether you've had botox or fillers before if this is your first time we're going to talk about the products we're going to talk about the different name brands the nuances what makes something you know especially great for the lips versus the cheek or whatever their expectation is or their goal and then tailoring that experience to to them so they'll come in a lot of times like with oh i saw this on youtube or i saw this on instagram or i'm worried about this i'm worried about that or my friend went to this other place and her lips look ridiculous and i don't want to look like that like no and i'm like this is a no duck zone not look like Kylie when you leave those are just the things that I think um 
make the experience a little bit different is if you can a little bit anticipate what are the negative connotations, what are the fears that are out there, but then also setting expectations and saying, you know, these are medical procedures and I don't have x-ray vision and there are some, you know, side effects and complications and we do our best to avoid those and minimize those, but you don't want to just say, oh, this is going to go hundred percent great. You know, this is going to be perfect. We're going to say, you know, this is your face and we can't like say that you're going to get that exact result that you wanted coming in because that's usually a picture of somebody else's face so we, we have to work with what you have yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. and then <clears throat> know you know this is the product that we can offer and let me show you how i think your face is going to look with this so it's about making the experience about them and not what they saw on instagram or not what they saw on a tv show but being very honest and transparent and setting those expectations and letting them know that you're there as a resource afterwards that this isn't the last time i'm going to see you and i you know usually i'll do for for the most part unless they have a scheduling conflict it's a two-week follow-up mm-hmm. i just want to make sure you're happy with it that's really my my focus is that you know two weeks let me know if you need a little touch-up we'll do that it's included in the price it's about your satisfaction it's not about okay bye you know i got your money see you <laughs> see you later right. you know you want people to like feel comfortable coming back you want them to feel satisfied and so that's my main objective other than delivering good patient education is is just overall satisfaction i think it comes with all of that yeah yeah for sure i i can only imagine like doing that to somebody i don't know like, <laughs> like how long did it take before you were like finally comfortable you like know, out of like, the game out of the game yes really? because i saw it for so long like this is something that you don't because in generally speaking cosmetics is not something where it's like you're gonna find somebody to easily train you or you're gonna find somebody's like hey yeah you want to be my competition come on over i'll show you exactly <laughs> how to do it yeah. you have to like know your role for a while you have to know that you're gonna have to be comfortable watching people that have been doing this for years do it and see how what they're comfortable level is and see their patient interaction and then as you kind of take bits and pieces from all those different mentors and say okay this is what I really like that they did and this is what I really didn't like that they did and I won't be that way or I definitely want to be this way you kind of make that all into your own yeah you put your own little twist on it yeah it's like it becomes kind of like your skills and then you after you see that layer of it and then you see okay this is a technique when they inject and then you go and get your own hands-on training and you practice and you practice, then you kind of like get to that point where you're like, okay, now I'm just comfortable. I'm not thinking about necessarily exactly where I need to put this. I know, you know, I have a map, I've done this and I feel comfortable with that part, but you never want to be complacent, right? You want to be making sure yeah. every person is, you're treating them like they're an individual patient and um, and really tailoring it to them. But no, I've, I mean, I think as you do medical procedures a lot in your training that it just becomes... A different kind of medical procedure but it's fun because a lot of times you're doing like an excision or you're doing a biopsy and that's because somebody's worried about something right we're trying to get an answer like in a medical setting these are people that are coming in because they want their lips done or they want their botox done so they want to be there and they're excited about the potential of the, of the result they're going to get or what you know starting on that path and what they can build on in the future so this is like a willing exciting excited patient you know and so it's a little bit different in that sense gotcha yeah sounds overwhelming to be (laughs) honest well i mean honestly like i don't know like i like how horrible i would feel if i messed somebody's face up like yeah you just have to be honest like well yeah yeah, absolutely i mean yeah yeah, i get that but like i I just can only imagine uh, (laughs) i don't know it would just be like if you mess up someone's tile 
Except tiles materialistic. Yeah. Except I can take a hammer like... to it. And break it. I <laughs> Dude, I have a hammer break... too. You, you didn't even ask me about my hammer. <laughs> no, the nice thing, honestly, about injectables is that, like, for example, Botox, Dysporzium, and they're like the three name brands of the same neurotoxin that you use. Um, those are temporary, right? So let's say you hate it or you like mess up royally, right? It's going to go away in like three to four months. Or a filler. Let's say you put a filler in and you're like, oh my God, they hate it for whatever reason. They're they're temporary and they're reversible, the fillers. So it's not, that's the nice thing about it. It's like they're okay. going under the knife or they're doing yeah, something really invasive. Yeah, it's not like a one and done type yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean, these are things that you do a little bit at a time and you build on them or you say, you know what, I really, I thought I wanted a nice cheek, but now I kind of feel like I don't want as much. So then you back off the next time or you just don't do it again. So it's very forgiving in a <clears> sense, <throat> you know? That's true. It yeah. could be kind of taken as like, um, if you did get a bad service or if you felt like you got a bad service, it'd be almost like getting a bad haircut. Yeah, or your something. hair goes yeah. bad. Yeah, your hair goes bad. Yeah. Your hair See that that something. that makes it uh, you know, a lot. I don't know whatever the word I'm looking for, but yeah, that makes it a lot easier yeah. on the mind. You know what I mean? I guess. Yeah, and I think for the page like like what you were <clears> asking, it's part of the expectation part. You know, the, a lot of times people come from another clinic and they'll say, "Oh my god, they did this and I hated it," but it's temporary. We can try to fix it. Or we can dissolve what they did. There's ways around it, and I think that is just naturally reassuring for the patient. They're not yeah. going under the knife. It's not something permanent, and and so that's the nice and forgiving thing about it. And I think that's why patients are so willing to try a lip or willing to try you know whatever injection they want to do because they at the end of the day if they don't patients are really they're educated on what you know the brands are what they kind of know goes where and so they come in with really well-informed questions and it's just your job to kind of say okay you've gotten all these facts but let me kind of put them in order for you and let you know let me tell you from experience what this does versus what that does and trying to like tease out those nuances for them but they come in like super well-informed and that's that makes it easier, but sometimes yeah. because they've done so much googling, it's like, oh, let me undo some of that googling because that wasn't that part wasn't true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that they probably get some like bad yeah, information yeah. at times too. Yes, like, that's like in any setting. I'm like, oh my gosh, they'll come yeah. in like, I won't get my flu shot because it'll cause the flu, and it's like not possible. It's like a dead vaccine, right? So those kind of things even like in a in a typical medical setting you're going to run into things like that and sometimes you won't be able to convince them like you'll know that something is true and studied and you'll say no like the literature shows and they'll still say no it's my belief you know so you kind of have to know when to like not get super yeah. annoyed yeah. like oh my god then why'd you come in if you're not gonna listen to me right. and then when to just be like okay dr google's got you you know yeah so it's kind of different I, I think I think for me, as far as it goes, you know, going to see a doctor and stuff is yeah. the only time I really go is when I need like uh, antibiotics or something. Yeah. But it sucks going because <clears throat> I know I have strep throat. I know I need amoxicillin, <laughs> you know, and like, so it's like, why do I need to go to the doctor? Why can't I just like call a doctor and be like, hey, I need yeah. amoxicillin. Can you me a prescription? <laughs> You know, I'll be there in 20. Have it ready. Right? <laughs> For some things, like at least um, some places, like if, if you have like a UTI, like a urinary tract infection, they'll trust you that you know those symptoms. And they'll just be like, oh, you do? You have one? Okay, let me write this for you. But a lot of times, like a sore throat 
is like viral. So even if you take an antibiotic, it's not going to help. And so those times it's kind of like tricky, you know, yeah. I think they try to avoid that. So because not everybody is as well informed. You yeah. know what I mean? I kind of you're yawning, Steve-O. Like, I am legitimately, like, insulted right She's now. Offended. Like, this is super stimulating conversation. And you're, like, <laughs> low-key yawning. Like, unreal, dude. He tried to hide it. I know it he did. Like, I let it go the first time. And then the second time, I'm like, but this is, like, I don't even know. Like, uh, level 10 I, rude. I can't help it, man. I know. <laughs> it's been a long day. I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah, we did this a little late. Um, yeah, see, it's I know, your fault. It's yeah, my yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Go take a nap, bro. Go take a nap. <laughs> you come cuddle with Snowball. There you go. Did she get on her? <laughs> yeah. There you go. She's bored too. <laughs> She's like, finally, I'll lay down. <laughs> we know it puts her to sleep. Right. <laughs> um, you mentioned earlier that that you I'm trying to remember how it was worded. When people come in, they yeah. see or they want something. They want to. They might think that they want to look like. Yeah. Let's just say, use Kylie Jenner for an example. Yeah. They might think that that's what they want. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you said, like, it's your job to inform them, like, look, this is how your bone structure works. Yeah. This is how you're going to look, blah, 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 and mm-hmm. kind of make them feel like um, they're doing it. They should be doing it for themselves to beautify yeah. themselves yeah. and look the best that, you know, that they want not to try and look like somebody else. Right. Is that something that's like <clears throat> practiced in medicine in general, or is that something that you kind of, yeah, your own belief that you're pushing? I think it's definitely both because even in a medical, strictly medical setting, you want to, at least from my perspective, you want to give the patient all the information because really your job is to do no harm and so you want to make sure okay i'm giving you all of the facts as i have them and it's your health so it's your decision so for diabetes you know you like i'll start you on the oral medication but if you're not controlling your diabetes and it's been a year you're only doing damage so we need to step it up to insulin the best thing for you is insulin are you going to do it that's totally your call it's your health it's your body but my job is to say this is what i think is best for you this is what you need to do and and the patient ultimately decides in this setting i'm totally okay with them if they want to look like kylie like if that's your goal that's fine it's not my place to say that's not a good look because that's what you want to do but what i would say is just do it slowly because you may think that's what you want but if we do a little bit right now I'm, I'm going to be here. So there's no rush to it. Just come back in two weeks at our regular follow-up. And if you want to do a little bit more at that time, do a little bit more. That way you know you're doing it and you're comfortable with whatever size you're increasing. Like for lips, for example, you want to do a little bit at a time just so that they get used to it. People around them aren't like, oh my God, girl, what did you do? Where did you go? I'm not going there. I don't want them to say that either. So you kind of have to like, you know, say do it a little bit at a time. Don't like do a full, you know, what you think is going to look like a Kylie because even Kylie did it slowly. She didn't like come out of the gate looking like the Kylie we know. She did a little bit. People started to suspect she had her lips done. She did a little bit more and people were like, for sure she got her lips done. And now she's the Kylie. So it's about kind of like pacing yourself through it because there's no shortage of these fillers. There's no shortage of the Botox. It's just, you know, yeah. do it so that you look like yourself, but it's just a little bit, you know, beautified like you said a little bit of a tweak here and there but you want to look like yourself you just you know a little refreshed yeah Yeah. that's kind of my approach 
Yes, I looked through some of the before and afters, and like you can, like, <laughs> aren't they amazing? You can tell that like there's a difference, but yeah. only because like I I know what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it doesn't. It's not <clears throat> like, oh, like oh, wow, like she got a lot done. It's, yeah, it's like oh wow, she. It's a little know. bit, and yeah. those pictures are usually like right after at the yeah. two week follow up. It can be a little bit different. It just depends. But really, when you look at the... And it's to protect the patient's identity. You only kind of highlight the area that you worked on. But if you were to look at their whole face, it's even less noticeable. You can just kind of... Like, there's more balance. And you always want to play to their natural beauty, preserve the natural beauty, highlight natural beauty. But you don't want to, like, augment crazy. Unless that's their goal. And then you have to respect that and set those expectations. But as long as you're just preserving and enhancing you're not going to get a crazy look it'll just look like you look like a you know a slightly refreshed version of yourself which is kind of my approach i'm more conservative for sure yeah with the yeah like just start low and go slow seems to be a good path to take yeah Yeah. kind of with anything i feel like yeah i mean you get that like in business high risk high reward situation but like when it comes to like your health and yeah yeah you can't yeah you can't be super aggressive the high risk i would say in this in this situation is just doing it is just like stepping out on that ledge and being or off that ledge and just saying you know what this is something i'm really interested in i've you know practiced i've trained i have mentors i've put in that work um am i ready to like do just do it just go ahead and, and go for it and so that's kind of the high risk component to the whole to the whole experience so far and of course you're dealing with people's health and these are medical procedures and so from patient to patient that's the risk there is that you want to meet their goals you want to meet their expectations you want them to be satisfied and so there's risk in that um but just doing it just like starting that and having the confidence to be like okay i'm gonna try it and hope for the best that's the the high risk high reward part i think yeah yeah was there like a maybe a single moment or some kind of like turning point that you can kind of pinpoint (laughs) for yourself that was like okay i want to do this yeah kind of thing i think that it i didn't realize and i'm like a really strong believer in um you're kind of like pulled towards things in life like i feel like you there's a reason that I don't have a calling to be a snowboarder, right? Because I'm like would completely injure myself. Like I'm not meant to be a snowboarder. There's no part of me at all that's like I need to get on the snowboard. And there's a reason for that. Like there's a, some reason that I'm not supposed to be a snowboarder. For whatever reason, this kind of like drew my attention like nothing else. And so when I was going through training, I don't think that I had the insight or perspective at the time to say this is something that I really am going to be fulfilled by. It just was like super exciting to me. And it became like, man, that's, I can't believe that's part of medicine. Like, I can't believe I'd be able to do that. And so that, the awareness of that really evolved over time. And as I was kind of seeking out mentors, seeking out experience, seeking out training, (coughs) it became more and more apparent that that was just what I was gravitating towards because it was fun, it was fulfilling, and it satisfied this business component that I'm super passionate about is doing something that's on my own, building something, and um, everything that that entails. It really drew me to just the how those two things came together for me. Mm-hmm. was blending the business and the and the medicine um to do something that's that's kind of like artistic too at the same time because you yeah. have to have an eye for it so i think that slowly came into awareness for me was that okay this is something that i can really combine everything i'm interested in into one thing and make it my own 
And that probably was over the last like year and a half. And then the planning started. Okay, where do I want to do this? How can I do it? Who can I really call on for advice and suggestions and support? Because a lot of days it's like, why did I do that? <laughs> like, what was I thinking? Can I just like be like a normal person and just work like a nine to five? Because those jobs exist. Like doctors nowadays, you are, you work for someone. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you are yeah. like an 830 to a five or you have call or depending on your specialty, like it can be really, a lot of times they call it the golden handcuffs because it's a cush situation in a lot of ways if that's what you're looking for. But if you have that like, and I know you can relate to this because we talked about it, like this desire to do something that's your own and to build it and to be proud of it and to have that creative liberty with it working that type of job even though the medicine part of it the patient interaction part is very fulfilling the other side of it is just like missing and that's what this satisfies for me so that kind of slowly once i realized that in like the last year and a half it became a matter of planning and, and executing it and seeing you know will it work yeah and so yeah that's kind of how it came about mm-hmm. so the whole business plan thing did you did you kind of dive into that or was it more because we went we did the opposite we did like well let's just start recording ourselves <laughs> yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. We did, people we did. are gonna dig this let's man. start making t-shirts and selling them and like all this stuff right yeah. and then and then it was like okay we kind of need to like write some stuff down on paper oh, yeah and, we kind of we kind of jumped and, head first into a pool full of that so was yours more the opposite yeah just I think I mean I don't know if completely opposite I think that I started more with like a goal or like a vision in mind of where I'd like to be you know in however many years and then kind of working backwards from that idea so the execution of it was probably a little bit different but the way that you guys started with like the action and then kind of like tracked it back a little bit to like let me plan to to the action mm-hmm. i kind of did that but more in my head just because i'd have to like there's legally things that i have to like make yeah, sure you can't exactly start <laughs> injecting people yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. out of my trunk or i totally would be <laughs> no there's like they was like okay i have to look into that look into that and so that really was what took a bulk of the time and um and just like not losing my nerve in the meantime, you know, like really just saying, no, you want to do this for a reason. And honestly, I have so much respect for people like you. Like I look up to you guys so much because you just represent where we're from so well. Because, and I was telling you this before, it's hard to find in the area that we grow up, people that we can like look to and be like, hey, you know, I really want to be like you. Can you show me how to do that? Or to find a mentor that's like, you know, going to take you under their wing to do something like this. It really just comes from like a self initiative. Like you guys thought, you know, I want to do this. I want to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And that is super inspiring, you know, because you don't have a blueprint. You don't even probably have like mentors that are like directly involved in this. There may be people that inspire you or that you like aspire to be like. You're, you know? you're absolutely right. We've kind of been flying blind, trying to figure it out on our own and, and yeah. you know, make a mistake here, you know, correct it for the next time. And it's been a, it's been a, the learning curve is, is a, a lot bigger than I think any of us anticipated. But that's the process. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. yeah, it's like, yeah, it's almost like the, at least for me, the enjoyable part of it, because you are carving out 
carving it out for yourself. It's not because you're copying somebody and nobody can take that away from you. Like I can't get over how legit the name is. Like I told you this before, yeah, right? Like yeah. it's just so, I just love the name. I think it's so cool. And it embodies everything that you kind of like feel when you're going through that process that you're going to have to do it on your own yeah. and, <laughs> and you're all by yourself. And it could be super lonely because other people like maybe don't get what you're doing or why you're doing it or how it works, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I wouldn't know where to buy these microphones. You guys, like, you know, you make it look easy. Like, it's like, a, it's a setup. This is cool. This is, like, super cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A, a couple of weeks ago, we had we had a conversation. And yeah. after I got done speaking with you, I'd also, like, spoke to another person, one of our previous guests. And yeah. It was just, like, two awesome conversations that were you know motivating and stuff like that and so it was cool to have i mean we haven't talked in yeah since high school more or less let's just say right i just like messaged brian on on instagram and i was like hey (laughs) should i say like what if you want to i okay so i'm gonna just say how i like mixed so there's this (laughs) other guy that i went you didn't even go to school with the other guy right i don't think think so and this other guy does this charity work and i was trying to like get involved with the charity and i mixed brian up in my head with this other guy and so i messaged him like hey do you do this like sex trafficking charity Charity. work and he's like (laughs) no but i do a podcast i'm like all right cool and so we kind of like started talking (laughs) after that like such i don't even know what you'd call that but i really feel like those kind of things connect people on purpose i really feel like you know if you're in a point of building then you kind of look for other people that are doing the same thing or you naturally kind of end up talking to people that can vibe with that same intention or that same like message or that same process and so anyways i interrupted you but no it's okay it's perfect (laughs) (laughs) and i've known steve-o forever but i mean after i got done having those two conversations i was like holy crap like Something just kind of sparked in my head. I got re-energized to do things because we were kind of in like this weird limbo spot a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, we're we're trying to get more focused on getting more shirts done. And so then after that, those conversations, I was like, let's do this. Like, what are we sitting around with our thumbs up our butts for? Yeah. Like, let's do this. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And and so um, through this last year and a half of you, you know, planning and and trying to get the location and all this licensing stuff and all that stuff you have to go through. Did you have anybody around you that you had a conversation (laughs) like that with Mm -hmm. that kind of like you might've been feeling down and it re-energized you? Yeah. I think like to be completely honest, that is like part, it comes with the territory. There's going to be, and I, I read like these blogs all the time. I read different like books and articles about this process. Cause I think that a lot of people going through it will relate to that. You're going to have days where you're like, Oh, like I said, like, why did I do this? Or where do I go next? Or how can I be creative? Or how can I set myself apart? Or what makes this, like, what makes you think you can do it? Like what's going to make you different. And if you let that like negative talk get its way it definitely will without any problem so i think 
looking for those um, similarities in other people, like finding somebody that you vibe with on that kind of stuff is going to help. And I've found those type of conversations in the most unexpected places. Like you would think it'd be like a mentor, like an attending or a physician that I've known. But a lot of times it comes from other small business owners that are like, you know, it worked for me, this, or have you tried that? Or I know this guy that does really good signs or have you, you know, just really brainstorming it, even though they're not in your industry, even if it's like a complimentary thing, like beauty in general, like hair salons or anything else that's kind of in the same vein, you'll find that people like have been down this road and they can kind of guide you a little bit, but you have to be like open-minded to having those conversations at times and with people that you wouldn't expect would offer you just like the most legit pearls that you'd never expect to, to hear and to really be able to incorporate into your own business. So that happens like all the time. And I think when people come in, like I'll have patients who, because I'm very interactive with, with my patients. Like I'm, you know, the one on my Instagram, like I reach out to people directly and I, I like that sense of one-on-one attention. I like, I like that relationship that I have with my patients and a lot of them are small business owners and they, so we'll kind of like brainstorm together. You know, there's this girl who's trying to build her spray tan business. And so we'll talk about like, do you think you could do like this? Or do you think like a membership card would be good or like a discount card? And we'll just like talk about different ways that maybe, you know, she can build her business and we can even like help each other kind of a thing and partnering with people and building each other up. Mm-hmm. That's super. And I think if the more you put that out there and the more you're like willing to help people, the more it comes back to you. Oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Doing this whole <clears throat> thing over the past, whatever it's been, year and a half or two. Or, yeah. I've definitely been more open minded to just talking to people i used yeah. to kind of just keep to myself right. and my friends and and whatnot but ever since this came around i just felt like i kind of need a little bit of change and so then now now i'll talk to anybody like whatever i don't get nervous talking to people yeah. really same here it was funny you're making fun of me because how uh, <laughs> maybe you're nervous or whatever right but it's funny because like you know uh, same as brian like before that i was always just like I don't need any new friends. I don't care about meeting new people or, or what, you know, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> but now it's like completely opposite. And, um, you know, like you said, um, you have these conversations with people that like you, you take so much from that you would never expect. Oh yeah. And being like open-minded to those things. Yeah. Being optimistic yeah. towards it is just like, it, yeah, it's really cool. And not underestimating like what you have to offer in those conversations too you know because you guys have been through this process a lot of I mean there's a lot of things that you figured out on your own Mm -hmm. probably the hard way a lot of times like myself is you know included and there are people that are even you know earlier in the process than you are that are looking to people just like you that are like you know they're doing it you maybe I can do something that I've always wanted to do you know and and I think you inspire people that way. Like, I don't that's know anybody. The goal. Else. Yeah. That's the and that's goal. awesome. I don't know anybody else from where we're from or even, even just generally speaking that have like done something like this, you know, podcast is like not a typical thing. This is kind of like a completely new venture that you guys have like decided to, to take. And that's, that's super cool. It's not it's super, super cool. popular yet, but it's getting there. The The podcast, it's like not yeah. ours, but just but in general, in yeah. general. Yeah. I think it's, it's like, about finding people that 
like there may not be the people that are like in your group of friends or like people that we grew up with or we went to school with they may not know that podcast is like a super legit thing to listen to they just may not know what they don't know and if you guys put a face to that yeah. it's like it gives them something to listen to that they wouldn't have otherwise you're like opening you know another world for a lot of people that, that don't listen to even podcasts. for myself <clears throat> yeah. you know when i remember the first time i even came over brian called me up and was like hey I got all this cool equipment. Come over. Let's mess with it. And I was like, all right, cool. And I had no idea. I was like, like I knew of a podcast. Like I right. knew what they were, but I had no idea how like huge the podcast world really is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and to think that like how even like you said, be that it's still small, you know, it's getting there and definitely it's getting there, but it's still, I think, <clears throat> I think every single one of our guests that we've had, has never been on a podcast yeah. or has maybe a couple of them have heard of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I got into podcasts like over probably the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some that I listened to, um, but it just kind of like happened. Like I didn't have, I was on a plane and the only thing I could download super quick was like this podcast. So I just downloaded an episode really quick and it, it like lasted the the short flight that I had. I was like, Oh, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, when I can listen to music and then I just got hooked on that podcast. Mm-hmm. And then from there it was like, okay, let me see what it like opens a world. Right. But yeah. podcast is kind of like Botox. Like people will be like, yeah, I get Botox. And it'd be like, Oh, you do too. I get, but where do you go? And then like podcasts <laughs> are the same thing. It's like, Oh, I listen to this, but you listen to podcasts. Like which ones? And then as soon as you find somebody who listens you're like which ones do you listen to because i need another one i just like binge listen to the last one so it's not like something that people don't talk about but they're doing you know what i that's mean that's so true yeah i never thought about it that like, yeah, same here yeah you same totally here yeah are like we're like doing the same thing yeah. <laughs> it's like very similar in that way <laughs> so yeah. now you have me kind of curious like what kind of podcast do you listen to you listen yeah. to like medical podcast oh god no no okay like funny podcast i like actually you know okay you know dateline like the murder mysteries okay yeah okay they make podcasts yes yes and sword and scale that's those are the two that i've like listened to the most it's hard like my commute to work isn't that long so it's kind of hard to get like through a whole usually when i travel i'll get more listening done but um those are kind of those have been like my introduction to it yeah and i've heard some good stuff about not necessarily medical ones i don't like I think I get enough of it at work that I'm yeah. not trying to listen to it after. But there have been some good ones, like funny ones or like news ones or political ones. So I uh, just got to listen to Dr. Drew from time to time. Oh, see, he's, he's yeah, he's really good. He's really, really he's good. He's a beast, too. Like, he does all kinds of stuff. At least, yeah. Like, he had like, a talk show, mm-hmm. uh, Love Line. Mm-hmm. And the then, TV show. Yeah, he did all. He's had like four jobs. I don't know if he still does, but. I think that's kind of like what you have to do nowadays. Like you have to kind of diversify a little bit. Like you guys do clothing and you have the podcast and you're on social media. So like you have all these facets going on. Like you have to. That's true. Yeah, you really do. You have to. Even without trying. You you have to nowadays. Yeah, you kind of just know that like, okay, you have to have an Instagram. Like you have, even if you're not comfortable, like I'm not the most comfortable person on Instagram. Like I don't have, I'm not that active on my personal account at all. But the business one is so like exciting to me and it's a part of just like the whole process of building a business and that part is like really intriguing and, and exciting but it's not me on there a lot it's more like my work and and the and the business side yeah so even if you're not like personally comfortable with like putting yourself out there all the time you, you know as business you have to you have to play the you game you have to yeah yeah, yeah that's kind of how i am with my instagram really yeah you're like low-key super low-key yeah I don't, that's just like, I'm just not comfortable like selfie after selfie. 
like once in a while, but there's some people that are like hardcore into it. I can't yeah. do that. I only like posting stuff if I have something cool to post. <laughs> yeah. Like a like picture relevant. of my face is going to be the same. <laughs> it's going to be the same as it like, was yesterday yeah. and the same as it'll be tomorrow. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure it hasn't changed in a few years. <laughs> my facial hair stays the same. You do look pretty much the same yeah, as before. Like, <laughs> my cheeks are just a little bit fatter right now because I haven't been going to the gym. Winter coat, bro. It's the winter coat, bro. It's the winter. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> So uh, throughout this like whole process of mm-hmm. starting the business that you did four months ago, yeah, what has been the hardest part about it, um, or like the most challenging part? Yeah, I think like your whole at least for me like throughout this schooling and training, you're always kind of on this path with people that are doing the exact same thing. So if you're an undergrad and you're like, oh, I'm a pre med, there's a bunch of people like dime a dozen pre meds. Right? Everybody's going to go to medical school, and then you go to medical school and everybody's studying to go to residency. You're going to be a doctor, and um, so it's kind of like there's this camaraderie a little bit. There's people to kind of bounce ideas off of. And you're all going through the same process, generally speaking. And so there's comfort in that. There's familiarity in that. And so um, when you step out on your own and you're used to kind of that setting, even in residency, kind of used to that like nurturing environment and somebody to always like pick their brain or say, hey, like, come in, I need your help with something. There's that comfort level that's built into that process. And when you step out, you're really on your own. And so that part was like a learning curve and an adjustment and um, really checking yourself and, and like checking in and being like, okay, am I still am I still doing this? Am I like comfortable with what I'm doing and pushing through that? A lot of it comes down to self-doubt. Yeah. A lot of it comes down to why did you do this in the first place? Like get back to your why, like what, what was the goal here? If it's, if you're going into something for like the side cash, you're going into it to like, for those reasons, and it's not for the passion of what you're doing, I don't feel like it's gonna, it's not gonna sustain you and it's not gonna sustain your, your business. You have to pick something that you enjoy, but you're passionate enough about to push through those moments when you're like, dang today was not ideal and just like (laughs) and just be comfortable being uncomfortable yeah you know get used to that feeling of i don't know but that's what i'm gonna do i like that being being comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah that's the name of the game right i mean like you don't have somebody to like on speed dial like hey help you know you kind of have to just be like very self-reliant and confident in that yeah confidence is huge yeah it's huge yeah that's one the one thing that we've pushed to that you said was uh, about the money and doing what you love. It's uh, do what you do what you love and the money will follow. Yes, that, I'm huge on that. Huge, yeah. huge, huge. That's always been like you, you. You see a lot of people out there that are. Yeah, I mean, you name it. They're they're trying to get rich quick schemes and. Oh yeah. I, you can. You can see it from a mile away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's like the authenticity is missing, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Like people feel that. And, they, and I think that's the danger of picking something to do that you're not like 100% really invested in and passionate about. Yeah. Because you know, people pick up on that. Like if I was in there like, yeah, you need like all these fillers and all this Botox. <laughs> like that would get around, you know, that I was doing shady stuff. Mm-hmm. And you only really have your name and your and your reputation in a lot of in a lot of instances, and I I feel like especially with my industry, that's how it works. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, like, their reputation. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and your your Yelp reviews and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dang, I know Yelp. It's all those things, man. So, yeah. uh... Holy crap. We've been talking for almost an hour already. What? Already? Damn. Yeah. Man. Really? It's at 52 minutes. Are Holy you serious? Wow, that's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. That's good. So let's just say, okay, you started four months ago. Where do you see this whole thing? In, yeah. And I don't want to say five years because that's typical. Let's say, <laughs> let's say, let's no. say three years. Okay. Where do you see this whole thing coming in three years? And then let's just say 10 years. Yeah. Three and 10. I think... I, I don't know. That's a really good question. I think, I don't know if I've actually thought in terms of a time frame so much as like just an end goal and really putting it out there. So definitely expanding, you know, like I'm booked out into next month, like things are really picking up and it's about like right now deciding how busy I want to be to just be able to just to sustain it and still offer that quality mm-hmm. because the more people you see, it's just a numbers game. You know, you don't want to like be too aggressive with how many patients you're seeing because this is a service you need everybody to feel like they're getting their their value out of it um and so i think right now i'm in a process of i'm at the point in the process of seeing okay how busy is this going to be and what does that project out to in the next couple of years so i've kind of been thinking about that recently and i think just expanding it um continuing to offer more and more services building on that and just constantly being responsive to my audience what do they want right now it's a lip um, but those same people may think you know i've put the filler in my lip now i want to do a cheek and kind of just offering and offering and expanding on that and making sure it's still quality so probably just like a bigger setting more services and kind of expanding out into the general area a little bit more right now it's pretty local mm-hmm. and and just seeing what, what comes of that but i'd love to be like in a couple different <coughs> locations you know and yeah and just uh building a name and a and a business that i'm that i you know continue to be really proud of well, i think yeah. you're doing it right you know there's that that situation that you can run into where if you grow too fast in you yeah. know a certain amount of time then it's it's almost a negative like yeah. odds, odds are if you grow too fast in the first year that you're going to fail and i mean it kind of relates to your whole theory on the way you like to do the the lips you know you just do a little bit at a time yeah. a little bit at a time and it all kind of yeah it all kind of relates and I, I feel like you're doing a I mean, you're only four months in, but yeah, it feels like it's been forever because I'm very impatient. And it's also like listening to and kind of you kind of like really reflect on your shortcomings and what what things that you are good at as you go through it. Like now I know that I get really impatient. Like I want everything right now. Like I want to be booked out the next year. I don't want you know, I want to just be like all these follow, you know, you get like caught up in Mm -hmm. the numbers of it. And then I got to like slow myself down and be like, this is like, you're, you're where you are right now because you're supposed to be right here. Like this is how it's supposed to be growing and you need to kind of be, so it feels like I've been doing it for forever because it's been like a, an idea and my baby in that sense for so long that, um, even though now it's like here and it's physically happening and it's awesome it and it's very fulfilling for me it's about like being patient and letting it unfold the way it's supposed to while still giving it my all you know like still maintaining that like that passion and that drive and that motivation you know yeah yeah definitely 
I hear you on the patience thing. Right. Do you like relate to that? Uh, yeah. I have zero patience. End <laughs> <laughs> of story. I, I, I want really? it. I want it now. Yeah. So what do you do? As far as what? Like when you have those thoughts, like what do you? Uh, like how do you get through that? Because that's like one of my biggest things. That and like self doubt a lot. So I just kind of, I just kind of take a deep breath and just kind of, I don't know. I guess it kind of happens just natural now. I haven't. It's a good question. Yeah. Because I don't even really know. I just kind of deal with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. Steve was an internalizer. <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> That's good, though, because you kind of, like, self-process it and, and get some insight yeah, on it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. like, yeah, it's tough because uh, sometimes I'll go nuts. And, yeah. like, you know, like, for a half hour, I'm just like, don't talk to me. Don't even look at me. <laughs> and then I go outside, get some fresh air, come back in, and I feel like you know, brand new. Yeah. You got to step away from it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's the case with anything. Like sometimes it's like you got to take a step back and just like reevaluate it, especially with the patience thing. It's like, okay, you know, I want this, this, and this right now. Guess what? It's not here and I can't control that. So, yeah. you know, you really don't have a choice, but to be patient is just <clears> uncomfortable because <throat> you want it the way you want it and when you want it. And that's like learning too, you know, growing with your own like business and being responsive to it and to yourself and to your clients or your audience and knowing like this is what works and this is and, and then also being okay changing things, you know, like if it's something is not working just because it was your idea or something that you were like for sure it was going to work <laughs> when it doesn't guess what you got to go back to the drawing board because yeah. it's not working for a reason and knowing when to do that is I think a really important skill to have you know and an insight learn adapt and change and yeah man yeah that's very important that's how you stay i think current and like relevant and exactly you know that's mm -hmm. how you continue to grow you can't get complacent you know you just can't but awesome yeah constructive criticism <laughs> yeah that's the other thing too because things are like not always going to be great you know people are sometimes going to be like unhappy and you have to kind of be like okay you know temper that as much as you can and, and move forward what are uh what are some ways that you kind of deal with the day-to-day -day stress of all of this because i mean i felt like i was busy and then talking with you like you know i know i can you only imagine busy. i can only imagine being a full-time doctor yeah. and then doing my own gig on the side like yeah i think it's because i don't i don't look at it as like a side gig i really look at it as like my baby like it's my passion and so it's fun for me to like leave one thing and go to the next because i'm doing it's when you're like building it yourself from mm -hmm. like zero you are like invested in every part of it and so you have this like interest and this love and this attention to it and so yeah but it's also stressful it's like love hate some days and on the love hate days I have to step away from it too. Like I love to go to the gym. I like to just watch TV. Like I totally like decompress and just step away from it and just say, okay, tomorrow is going to be better. Like when it first started and it was like, you know, patients were trickling in. I was like, dang, like I really thought it was going to be like zero to a hundred, you know, like, oh my God, why am I not like, you know, doing better. And it's that part of like not being super judgmental all the time about what you're doing and just kind of trusting the process and knowing that when you're giving it a hundred, something's going to come back. It may not be like right when you want it or how you pictured it, but it will come back to you. Um, if you're genuinely and authentically and, you know, pursuing it in that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
there are a lot of days where I'm like, oh my God, this is like so much work and I'm doing it by myself, you know? I have a lot of support in my family and my fiance for sure, but it's, at the end of the day, it's kind of your, it's your endeavor. It's kind of like, yeah. you know, the buck stops at you. And so you're the final decision. Yeah, and, man. Yeah. You're who the patient sees. Like yeah. you're, you're it. So you got to be on for that. And you have to like, know when to walk away from it and know, like, I don't schedule every single day. Some days I'm just like, no, I need a day to just be like, this is my chill day. Or this is my day to kind of, you know, do something different. That's not work or work. It's yeah, just, you know, sure. <laughs> it's yeah. doing something completely unrelated, Yeah, you know? How has the, uh, um, the fuck, words, um, <laughs> how's the, <laughs> you're, you're partnered kind of as far as location wise with the yeah. beauty salon or no, it's a salon, like a, so a, we're like a full medi spa. We just like partner out the, um, the aesthetic, the esthetician services. So I'm not uh-huh. an esthetician. So there's estheticians that do like the facials and that's their specialty. And then there's uh-huh. massage and that kind of a thing. So it's just all that coming together as an offering of like a full of a full medi spa. And it's like growing with that too, you know, there are services that we offer in that regard that are not the most current. Like we need to expand on those things because that's what people are wanting. And it may be trendier. It may be something that sticks around like eyelash extensions or microblading. Those are things you have to kind of be like, okay, we need to incorporate them. Even though it's not comfortable sometimes or nobody's doing it at that moment, you go and train and you get good at it and then you offer it. Yeah. Because you want to be current you know you want your clients to say okay i can go there for for really full service yeah so it's kind of just like listening to them too and and what they need to offer next and looking at it from all these different perspectives you know and getting them clients and and building it so that those clients come to me and my clients you know so that it's more of like a symbiotic thing and not you know i'm just the main focus where they are you know right sorry dude so is, was that like, <clears throat> were they already there and then you kind of came aboard? Or yeah, was so it... they we kind of like came together at the same time. Okay. They were kind of offering a, a few different services, like more of the esthetician stuff and the massage. And then it was kind of like um, in, incorporating more of like the, the injectable services and then kind of melding that together and building it together so that we have more of like a crossover. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's been really, really nice. That's good. Yeah, it's made a lot of sense, and it's been kind of like a seamless, a seamless thing. So that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, it's been. I'm very grateful, and I think I've met a lot of people along the way who I didn't think that I already knew, but that I've kind of gotten to know in a different um, capacity because of what they do and what I do, and not just like where I'm at, just in general, people like in similar or complementary um, industries that have mm-hmm. a lot to offer. So that's been pretty awesome too yeah definitely yeah. cool Just being open to change man so steve did you have any uh further questions i'm really curious how does it work what the injection stuff yeah i'm, I'm so curious i'm like such a nerd about this like this is like another oh, hour so you minute. just like walked into like the whole <laughs> conversation bro <laughs> no it's so you want me to really tell you well well what first drew my attention is earlier how you said you do follow-ups oh yeah two weeks later right yeah yeah and that's enough time to like how you said that sometimes you'll touch up or like. Yeah, does it I do like... a free touch up. So this is my plug for my business. Is this cool? 
All right. No, I'm just kidding. I'll just tell you, like, I'll do the patient education part that I do for everybody. So basically, Botox freezes stuff out. So you inject it where you want the muscle not to move. So when you have, like, fine lines around the eyes or you make, like, the um, mad face, like the angry face, and you get this here, or, like, when you raise up and you have, like, horizontal lines mm -hmm. across your forehead, those are, like, different muscle groups that you inject. And the Botox or Dysport or Xeomin freezes that muscle because it, it basically works on the nerve that's there so that the nerve no longer makes the muscle move that it would. So it's a neurotoxin essentially. And so when that muscle, when you go to move it, it just kind of is frozen. So the reason I do two week follow-up is because when you inject it, it's not immediate. It takes about three days for you to start to feel that like, okay, it's frozen. Like you can't move it. Yeah. And then in two weeks, let's <clears> say you come in and you're like, you know, I want a little bit more here or there. I do like a free touch up and that's just like included in the, in the upfront price when they come in. And then filler is like an actual volume of gel. It's a hyaluronic acid, which is a component that's already in your skin. Um, but they just constitute it into a gel and then you inject that into areas where you want fullness. So if you want like a bigger lip or a bigger cheek, or you want your under eyes filled in, or you want a fine line filled in, you put that gel in there and you see that immediately. And so mostly the two week follow up on the fillers is just to make sure that everything is settled well and they're happy with it. And then the Botox is if do you want like a free touch up or are you cool so that's kind of how it works is there any chances of like the filler moving at all once you filler is like pretty it? forgiving um depending on where you put it it pretty much stays the lips can be honestly like they're probably the most fragile they're a little bit they're a lot more delicate than the other places you would put a filler and so you want to massage it and really put it in place mm -hmm. um but like all the pictures you see on the instagram are like right after and then sometimes they're like at the two-week follow-up but it's usually right after so that patients know what to expect like when their lips are done um and then sometimes i'll put like the two-week also but the botox is the one where if you like let's say i injected your face and you went to the gym or you went and did yoga and you like inverted yourself like you went upside down that if it moves into a another muscle then you can like drop an eyebrow instead of like lifting it so those are kind of the those are like the known so it can get really crazy really fast if you're not careful with it right. so i inject it right where i want it if it moves then you run into like oh dang you know but it's it's like two percent of cases it's pretty rare and um, in some cases you can like give a medication to help like offset that right. um if it's like an eyelid droop you can give like an eye drop and then but most of the time those things kind of improve in the next two weeks so that's the nice thing it's like they're really yeah. forgiving, forgiving and they're yeah. they're like temporary <clears throat> and a lot of times reversible right so it kind of just depends but, but that really hasn't been an issue for the most part it goes so that's part deep. of like your your post uh yeah thing like don't do yoga don't do yoga don't, upside down. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't move your face for the next three months and you'll be cool no it's just it's really like the four to six hours afterwards yeah. you don't want to do anything too crazy but sometimes it just happens you know and and you have to let people you have to be honest and complete and they sign consent forms and so that's all part of the patient education it's not just like okay what do you want to buy what do you want to get done so i spend like the first time i meet a patient we probably talk and do like a consult it takes about 30 to 45 minutes just to get to know someone and build that comfort and let them know these are the differences and this is what I really think you need. But I'm never the type to push somebody to buy something or do a procedure that they're not like comfortable with or ready to do. I'd rather just like see you in two weeks. You know, I'm gonna be here, there's no rush. Um, just come back when you're comfortable. Yeah, you know, definitely. it's not about like trying to get it done today if that's not what you're ready to do. Yeah, I feel like that's the most important part, at least in medical stuff is Yeah, definitely. 
you know, make sure you're comfortable. And yeah, it's like super <clears> important. When <throat> this is like your face we're talking about, you know, yeah, like that kind of matters. <laughs> you know, like I can't have you walking around looking crazy and then telling people that I did it. Right. <laughs> you know, like that's that's not going to be good business. Or good patient care, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So skin aesthetica, well, Instagram. Awesome. Yeah, what are oh, where can me. people follow you and find you like on the social? So we're on Yelp and Instagram and Facebook. I'm not a big Snapchat person. Are you guys? I just don't like video enough to make it. I don't even have one. Brian, yeah, Brian gives me I, shit for it all the time. You snap? I snap You're when like I go. Snapper? I do it when I like go on vacation yeah. or go and do things. Like I'm Yo, like, okay, I'll give you that. I do it <clears throat> like relevant, yeah. appropriate snapping. Yeah. yeah, I just I have one. I'm just not very active on it, but it's basically the same name everywhere. It's uh, skin like your skin, and then aesthetica like aesthetic with an a there you go <laughs> it took me a minute to figure out what it was because i thought you put like california at the end of it like it was oh yeah aesthetic california Ca- like, <laughs> what <laughs> i never thought about it that way but that's pretty cool actually i shouldn't like because sometimes people are like how do you spell it and it's like i have to like be like, okay and i really have to think about it but i like the way it sounds you just got to make it work you yeah know? no it's a good name it sounds good it was just when i saw it in the word form yeah and i don't i didn't i don't know anything medical so to me yeah. it, was, it was a foreign completely word to foreign me. Yeah. yeah so that's so funny but yeah we'll we'll make sure that we we add links and everything like we always do on our okay very cool on our posts that way it's super easy yeah to get to your thing and uh yeah this was awesome that's super awesome i'm two great episodes back to back boom yeah it's amazing (laughs) i learned a lot about cool yeah same here are you you guys gonna come in for your botox we call it bro talks bro and do bro talks yeah. and if you come in i'll do it for the low low price of no i'm just kidding <laughs> but i'll hook it up if you want to come bro talks bro talks man. Oh, man do it i'm telling you it's preventative medicine okay you gotta freeze time look this fly forever it takes some work I don't feel like I look 30. Well, let me tell you something. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing around. <laughs> you, no, no, no. You look. You have like a nice glow from the sun. You're looking amazing. Now, everybody should be doing a little Botox. It's preventative medicine. You got to freeze time. So it's really honestly about, at least the Botox is about preserving what you got. You don't want to like, you know, you want to freeze what you look like right now. And that's what Botox does. The filler is kind of more for augmentation. <clears throat> Most of the, in my patients, I have like a younger patient demographic, which is really what I want to do, you know. Too. Well, yeah, but yeah. men men age well typically. They do, and you don't want to like overdo it, but you want to. It's and you in some cases you do a little bit less depending on the on the Jude. It's a little bit more sometimes, but yeah, I have like a ton of guys that come in for Botox all the time. Botox. Yeah, man. And Educate you're making yourself. fun of them right now too. Educate. I'm not making fun of them. <laughs> Botox. Botox is legit. That is the most masculine way to discuss this this topic. It really you don't is. want your Botox. That's not intriguing to you. You gotta you do just some. Wait. You gotta do some uh, <laughs> Instagram Botox. Uh, yeah, I like stockpile pictures and then I post them like after the fact because I don't want to be that person it. that's like every day, you know. Yeah. Like I posted twice a day and I was like so over myself. I'm like, who, <laughs> who are you right now? Like, you like are way to a hundred right now. You need to like stop. But they were they were some good lips. So I had to put them up. There you go. That's yeah, what we man. need to do more of is more photos. Yeah, like, post partner like get people excited about because it, it really is cool what you're doing 
Well, thank you. Yeah, Honestly, thanks. Honestly, it's like, I was so excited, and I had no idea that you were doing this too. It's so cool. Like I'm really proud of you guys. It takes a lot, you know, to just do it. it I does. mean, it's not just an idea. Like you guys are like episode twenty one. That is like major. It's a big deal. We're getting there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's seamless and it's smooth. And well, especially and... this year. I mean, um, yeah. you know, last year we were super on the lag. <laughs> just like, oh, with the number we just episodes? let all kinds of stuff just like get in the way. And, you know, for the most part, it was just all, you know, excuses and just random crap. But this year, definitely, we've we've definitely improved and buckled down and tried to get serious. Yeah. So one a week. Yeah. One really? A week. Yeah. One a week. Wow. That's a goal. My actual my actual goal is I want to do three a week, but wow, or at least two, actually two a week. Is that like the typical like Mo- interval or uh, most? It kind of depends on the subject of the podcast. Yeah. Um, most of them do one a week if it's like highly edited. Yeah. Or you know, there's some like production value mm-hmm. into it. Where ours, it's like we've pre-recorded an intro and an outro. And then we plug in the conversation in the middle. So the editing it, doesn't, yeah, isn't much. Exactly. Yeah. So I could do two or three a week if I wanted to. It's just getting the guests and the fact that I work full time elsewhere. Yeah. It's kind of logistically, I'm not going to say impossible, but very tough. It's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. yeah, time is definitely not on our side. You know, that we all work full time jobs and still try to invest what we do. And that's part of like what's super exciting about what you're doing is because most people have like a daily grind that is just that it's a grind and it's not something that's like fulfilling or exciting it's just something they have to do and this kind of shows people that you're tired like i'm giving you a hard time for yawning but like it's because you work dude like you're out there like you know being an adult and this is something that you're trying to build too so you know that's part of it is that showing people that there's no excuse like you you have an idea you can make it you can make it something if you want to put in the work and you know, do these that's late true. nights and, and put in, I mean, that's a lot of stuff that you don't have to be doing. It's definitely worth it. I mean, even if nothing comes of it, like just the learning experience alone, doing all this and, and has been awesome. Yeah. You know, you the fact, and, and the fact that like, you know, we're best friends, all of us. That's so cool. That are involved with this. It's just like, uh, what more can you ask for, you know? And it's rare because, and I was like talking to Brian about this last time is that, when you mix friendship with business, it can be it can it be can, tough. It you can know? be ugly. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It hasn't all been sunshine. You yeah. Know? Um, but that's like part of growing together it, and like making it what well, it is. Well, that's just it. Exactly. Yeah. You, you you know, at the end of the day, even though we're all best friends, <clears throat> you know, myself, all of us, you know, we know that you know there's a time to be friends and there's a time that you know we got to handle shit. Yeah. End of story. You don't take it personal. It's just that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think because you are such good friends that that kind of takes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It definitely helps. That's awesome. Agreed. That's so cool. Well, I know you guys are going to do amazing. And I don't think like nothing will come. I mean, I think it's only up from here. You know, it's so it's so cool and exciting. And there's definitely no shortage of like potential guests and people who are like. That's yeah, that's very yeah. true. It's just a, a matter of, you know, we got to popularize ourselves to get more guests and, and everything that goes with it. Networking. Networking. Networking, absolutely. I've never really been a good networker, but I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) 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 One way or the other. (laughs) One way or the other. (laughs) I think if you like believing what you're doing, you know, that's enough. Like if you just show 
that like you're that interested because like we just talked like in a couple of text things back and forth and like let's set yeah. this up you know let's just do it and see what happens and you have that initiative i think that that like really impresses people and motivates yeah. them and inspires them so well and before i <laughs> before i sent you that message when you're you're asking about the sex trafficking <laughs> thing and i was like well i i'm i know of a couple of charities that i could point your way blah yeah. blah, blah and then before I sent you that text or that message about I have a podcast, would you like to be on? I thought to myself, like, I don't know if she's really going to care to do this, but eh, whatever. I'm going to ask Worth her anyway. Shot. Yeah. Worth the shot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You kind of have to get out of your and own then, way sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Because it's like, it's not, I love, the, and I live from one cheesy quote and cliche to another. Like, that's how I like motivate myself every day. But it's not who you are that's going to get in your way. It's who you think you're not. Do you know, it's like yeah. this idea of that can't be me or, you know, I don't think I'm going to get there. That's going to hold you back more than just just do it and see what happens. You know, like when you sent me that message, I was like, um, OK. And I knew like <laughs> I'm just going to give a date before I even think about this, because if I like think about it too much, I'm going to put all the what ifs up, you yeah. know, and then that's like the fastest way to get nothing done. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, so I'm super grateful and and proud to know you guys and. I think this is awesome. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. super cool. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for coming man. on. Thank you guys. This was fun. Thank you, Snowball, for being so yeah, quiet Snowball, in this episode. Like, really calm down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, you guys can go check out her stuff skin aesthetica yeah we will uh like i said link all of the instagram facebook all that good stuff website um yours with skin aesthetica.com it's skin aesthetica medical medical.com yeah okay yeah so yeah go check her out on the internet uh if you want fillers if you want botox yeah. Or bro talks. Or, or bro, bro talks. yeah, man. Nice plug. I'll see you in there, Steve. Steve always is, <laughs> Steve is always on the hammer with the bro t- with the plugs with the good plugs. You know it, man. You had a good one last week too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, awesome. th- thank you for coming on. We appreciate it very much. Thank you guys. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Selfmatic Podcast. If you have a life story to share and would like to be on this show, send an email to support at weareselfmatic.com. If you enjoyed our show, leave a comment and don't forget to subscribe.